conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. will never be somebody's puppet. Who wants a hand up your butt? I do. <laughs> Call me. Juan Dixon. Oh Mauricio. Paulo. Eddie. Juan Dixon. PK. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. You guys. Oh my God. It's Andy's Girls. I really, I know I say this every time. Hold on, guys. I'm going to look. It's episode 157. <laughs> it's episode 9 million. I think it's episode 6263. I really don't know and I'm too lazy to look and I don't understand how iTunes works. Guys. I'm so excited to kiki with you with the OG of the AG, Damian Valino, senior producer at VH1, D to the B, O, G to the AG, Damian, light of my life, I have the day off, you can just talk to me for an hour while we spoon, <laughs> I can't wait. Um, well, thank you for having me, I'm glad to be here, I'm getting comfortable. Okay, yeah, on the um, people's couch. On the people's couch. Um, it's been a minute since I've been here. How has it, how is that happening? Can I just... Um, in front of like a couple thousand <laughs> podcast people be like please um be here every day move in I actually my roommate's to. moving out so you could move in to the tiny bedroom but we pay the same amount of money trust me it's a good deal still <laughs> and we'll just talk about housewives 24 7 maybe sonia j morgan can move in here since she's gonna rent out her um her condo maybe um one of her puppies can sublet <laughs> since she's given them up which is in no way super shitty of her character oh, that was so cool when uh, when her facial was like um you gave the other one away and she was like yeah he's with a family in massachusetts and she was like that's bad and she was like is it <laughs> she's like my life is really hard but it's not so hard that i would want to piss off my daughter so the daughter's dog stays i mean why do we think are we like doing we should just talk about this why why do we think that she did that is it dog food 
is dog food now as expensive as warm water? I think that she's probably never home and does and, and I, maybe it was probably actually a responsible decision to get rid of the dog because she probably like isn't a good pet owner. And but and I'm sure she had to board them, but she's like going all over the world in Thailand and stuff. It's like if you can afford a nine star vacation to like fucking Thailand and wherever else, you can't afford to like get your dogs a great little dog walker and like a fun or is yeah. that not fair i don't, I don't know i feel like it's, uh, to me that's not like why have the dog if you're never going to spend time with it like I, th- I think it's actually like i don't think it's inhumane that she gave them away i think it was probably should give them all away like she shouldn't be responsible for pets i did love that her reaction back was like no it's totally cool because it's a stylish gay man in hell's kitchen that has my cat she's like it's not just a gay man it's a stylish came out like the cat gives a shit it is a cat <laughs> like the cat's like who's gonna feed me leave me alone God why are all her. these people here you know some this? gay is on grinder right now being like and this is sonia morgan's cat that i've been like <laughs> cat sitting for six months what is that cat's name i don't know alimony <laughs> i don't know damien how are you i'm great um i feel like it's been uh so i think that after a really boring season of beverly hills and a super <sighs> uneven news. season of atlanta which i think was like um what did they say peaks and valleys is that what they say oh yeah like when it's like a ups and downs i don't know geography i think atlanta was was like a very uneven season that ended with a really exciting reunion but i think that now we're in an exciting time because new york i think is has been a pretty good season so far and i think that potomac is having a really strong season so i'm very excited i feel like i had lost my interest like i was like i felt like i was concerned about what was happening with the housewives because i think that a lot of the women are getting fatigue and mm-hmm. they like think that they've learned the process of how like reality television works or specifically mm-hmm. how the housewives work so mm-hmm. they're like i know what i can show and i know that like what's off limits and i know how to like get around things and i know how to like make businesses up or make events up that like seem like i'm an entrepreneur seem like i'm successful um and like i know like but the drama is about like people being on time or being late or like whatever it's all stupid uh and i think the potomac the women are fresh still so it's a little bit like dallas um where there's like real stuff happening and then i feel like new york they have a cast of people that are just mostly disconnected from reality so they're still able to bring pretty a like a plus drama and i also feel like the women of new york have just been a part of this for so long and because they one of were one of the original franchises there's I mean, still a atlanta connection there OC, like they still atlanta, have their own universe but atlanta and oc also are originals and like that the atlanta, oc season was really bad but atlanta who's an og that's been there since the start aside from nini who's gone who's left and come back like new york is made of people well, kim, kim was back this season and shrey was she so the I three mean, of the ogs were on i feel like kim was there sparingly true against her own will because whatever is happening with her spinoff is happening and they were like you need to come back to strengthen your spinoff or we're going to give you pounds of money and she knows she doesn't actually have any because what croy had like a couple million dollars a year when he was playing he doesn't have that anymore like kim is in like like underwear of the week she has like a birkin of the week like it is seemingly impossible to afford her lifestyle Mm -hmm. so i think she knew that she had to do it for business reasons whatever her bullshit skincare line and she came back and she fucked up but i don't think that's comparable to new york where these women have pretty much stayed as a unit overwhelmingly like sonia joined what like season three Mm -hmm. like they've all pretty much been there since the start i mean like carol even what was carol five or six like they they've 
they seem aside from Tinsley to have been there for a while and they just feel like more of a completed unit. It does feel like, I mean, I don't watch Superman movies or whatever, superhero movies, but like, it feels like the Marvel universe where like these people are like known individually and have been a part of each other's lives for so long. Does that make any sense? I might not. It might not. You guys. Well, I think honestly, I mean, I think that the, I don't think that the Beverly Hills cast or the Atlanta cast were weak. I think that they were seemingly, they were strong cast this season. Um, both respectively, but I think that like the the synergy was off. That yeah. like like I feel like New York has enough different varying personalities, but also I think that different people are operating different positions this season. Like if this is a, a sports team, I don't know sports, but if this is a sports team, like Carol is operating a different position than she normally does, and like Ramona is operating a different position than she normally does this season. I feel like Beverly Hills, it's like. Vanderpump and Kyle are operating the same positions and like that's such a good you know um, like comparison. like I think that things are tired we're tired in Atlanta and tired in Beverly Hills this season and I think that Atlanta they tried to bring old people back but like it just wasn't working and I it think wasn't. that like that's when like Marlo and Eva became like the important parts and it was like they weren't they weren't fully fleshed out characters because you guys weren't following them from the beginning of the season but they're the people that are like operating important roles of like bringing drama and Beverly Hills it was like Dorit and Teddy and it's just like something wasn't connecting with those other shows. And I feel like New York, it's like the core cast is involved in the drama. And that's what you want as a viewer. You want the people that you know to be a part of it. And like Bethany and Carol's friendship seemed like whether it was fake or real, it seemed like one that wasn't going to break because they seemed like the Greek chorus to be like the ones who were like, if anybody is a real person or down to earth in this cast, it's the two of them. You never thought that they would buckle under the pressure of reality TV. And now we're seeing that like maybe Bethany, as I've said for years is terrible. And Carol's like, Oh, actually you're awful. So let's talk about it. And I'm going to get all the other women on my side because they have all battled you before. And I like defended you in the past. And now I realize that like you are a demon. Do you remember our very first episode where I was like, Bethany's the best. And you were like, no you were like kim richards is great and i was like oh yeah totally like bethany and you were like no no what i just said was like kim richards is my number one fave i just always have a trouble and then i died i always have trouble um rooting for people who are like mean and the me and mean to people who are obviously like in like if you're high status if you're the richest most famous most fan favorite cast member and then you get to be mean to everybody and be like, you guys, like, you're not successful, Ramona. Sell something. And right. it's like, Ramona is is actually successful. But also, like, just because you're rich, like, think it off the show. Like, if you're so successful, then leave the show. But, like, you're just a thirst bucket like the rest of these women. Like, that's what's so frustrating. It's like, And also, Carol is a thirst bucket. Like, you can be cool in downtown, a cool downtown Kennedy princess thirst bucket who, like, wants to be on television because you think that'll help sell your books. Or, like, it's good for your brand. And, like, no judgment on it, but, like... You're on an even playing field when you're all on the show. So, like, to be just a jerk to everybody and be like, I'm smart. I'm always right. Like, my brand is being always right. Can you imagine the person in your life who thinks they're always right? Like, that that person's cool ever? Like, they're not. They're the worst. A person who says, I told you so at, like, a brunch is, like, the dickhead. A hundred percent. And I'm glad that I, like, feel like you see that. I still, I know that you still, like, like, I feel like you hurts. It hurts, Damien. It's not a healthy relationship, the one that I have with her. Because, like, I really dislike her right now. And I have for, like, a couple (laughs) of seasons. But, like, also, it's Bethany. But, I mean, like, I posted that photo to Instagram of the other, uh, to Instagram of the other day. Uh, The other day, I cannot talk to you guys. What was Um, the picture of to explain? It was, like, a group shot from the, when I went to the New York finale taping. And the only, I didn't talk to Ramon at all, but I, like, sort of smized at her um and then bethany was in everybody was there and 
Bethany was just kind of like, it felt, I, I don't know how to describe it, but you know, you're seeing this person who you have sort of idolized for years and it felt like she was being surrounded by a dark cloud of her own making. Like she did not have positive energy radiating off of her. I didn't ask for the photo. Somebody else in that group was like, can we have a photo? And she hesitated and thought about it and then was like, fine. And then I fucking like jumped into that shit. Like I didn't know anybody from the group, but I was like, hi, like, ta-da. And then stalk the people until I could get a copy of it. Um, but it just was kind of sad to me because I have loved her for a while, but I am unabashedly team Carol in this. I feel like Bethany... This whole situation with, like, Bethany versus Carol feels like Bethany versus Jill season three, and Bethany is Jill. Like, Bethany is trying to own the conversation around why this fight is happening. She's doing it in, like, a duplicitous, shitty way. She's trying to gaslight um, Carol. She's trying to say, oh, I, you know, like, I, I Skyped him or something instead of email, so your whole story is wrong, which I was like, cool, like, are you visiting Trump's Twitter lately? Because that's exactly the shit that, like, the White House is, like, where it's like, you, you go over a granular minutiae piece of the story instead of the overall narrative of, like, why would you ask my boyfriend to work for free to go to Puerto Rico if he's a fucking freelancer and a vegan chef and not give me a heads up? Like, that is insane to me. And also, I thought, yeah, I think what you're just what you're saying is I, I remember there was this moment where sorry is is this what you're saying when when carol said something like you're talking about this the chronological order of the events but you're like ignoring the fact that like it's still the same like whatever whatever right. the event what, happened, whatever day whatever he was or- supposed to travel if it was saturday or sunday or I he emailed him moment. or skyped him or texted him and bethany was like you're scaring me and it's like yeah you should be really scary because you're not getting because away she's with realizing this. that she's not able to just like control own the, control the conversation and that was so interesting because um like it was kind of gross i thought but also hilarious like <laughs> watching the other women because basically you saw luann Ramona and Sonia who all have like been bulldozed by Bethany yes. at the other end of the table like look and like I feel like Dorinda and to a lesser extent Tinsley are the only ones that are like kind of like who have this like I feel like it, the world exists in New York where it's like Countess Ramona and Sonia are like the ones that Bethany and Carol have walked all over and like yeah, Dorinda yeah, yeah. and Tinsley operate this medium space where like they're sort of friends with the other two yeah yeah so I feel like seeing the other three who've all been like for years just like losing fights because they can't they're not not everybody is able to argue in the same way and I think that Bethany is really like she's good at, at language in yeah. a way and, and quick with it so I think that she's able to do that in a way that like those other women buckle under the pressure and she just like owns the conversation and carol obviously is able to like go in some way i mean i'm i'm surprised myself honestly carol's blogs are like scathing wait so so set that up for the listeners because i wouldn't have seen those if you didn't send them to me wait i feel like i should pull them up but i like forgot um guys i'm the best i mean Um, she just wrote these i mean the, the last week you had sent me one that was she said i think she said i don't normally blog right did she say that or does no she, she does blog oh, okay. i mean but she she just sort of rips apart piece by piece every single element of what bethany is saying while also throwing her enormous shade and being like while well, you were busy um being a reality tv star blah 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 journalism blah 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 but she's completely ripping apart bethany's narrative and she's also giving some shade to bravo because there was one point in this week's blog where she's like yeah she's doing this so that she can be back on the show and get a spinoff which i was like ding 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 because i've always thought that bethany came back and this is something that andy referenced in one of his books bethany came back she wanted a spinoff and he's like you can't get a spinoff right now you have to be on housewives at least first because what's her spinoff gonna say she doesn't have a personal life really dennis doesn't count 
and she can't show her kid on TV. So all it would be was Skinny was Girl not, HQ. She, she got a spin, uh, spin off with um, Frederick. So like she right. Succeeded. So she so she did. Which by the way, did you watch it? I of watched. Of course, and I don't like her. I, I watched not. one episode and was like really unhappy about it. And I love Frederick. I actually think Frederick is like hilarious, and I love the fact that he is a complete cartoon character, but also has a crazy fucking business. And I just kind of like die about that. But he's not just a real estate guy like i love him but she was sort of abusive to him too yeah but carol just kind of has been ripping into bethany and being like you are a shitty person and she does it in a way where she's like citing fucking examples and dragging her and someone needed to drag her the problem what ramona said in that confessional was like this is the first time like we have all tried to go and defend ourselves against bethany and nobody has won because she is loud and she's belligerent and she's cutting and she's mean and at a certain point people want to back down and carol who doesn't really raise her voice is like not really she's not yelling she's not that kind of personality but she's like you need to listen to what i am saying and you're going to listen in front of these group of people who you have essentially owned for several years and you're going to listen to me destroy you and of course you should be fucking afraid because carol's also now giving state secrets of shit that bethany told her behind the scenes that that dorinda piece about how she said that dorinda Dorinda was the one who fed something to to page page six six. like the fact that Dorinda was like, I didn't do that. And Carol was like, yeah, she said you did. And then Bethany like was in her confessional and she was like, Dorinda did it. I told Carol that like, but I didn't think that was going to come out. See, Bethany thinks that she can create a safe space in a space that she has. Bethany thought she thought that Carol would never betray her because she thought that like Carol would want to be on Bethany's side because Bethany is the fan favorite. And now Carol's like, oh, actually, like maybe the other other women are onto something and that you're a bully, you know? Which she is. Yes, 100%. And I think what's interesting, I think that – I think Bravo knows it, and I feel like Andy knows it because he essentially told her – when did he tell her, like, he thought – remember he said – was it on a Watch What Happens Live? Come back with me. This was, like, a year or two ago. He said something like he he thought she was mean at the reunion. Her first reunion back, I think it was. He said it to Bethany? I don't, I think he said it on a Watch What Happens Live that he was like disappointed. Like maybe it was after she was in the Berkshires and like read and like leaned into Luann and called her a like slut shamed her. Oh, yeah. I think he sort of like said something like you're, he wasn't thrilled with like how she came back and was sort of being mean to her. Oh my God, day. I love that. I don't remember it, but I it was love like a, it. It was, it. it was like a real teeny. Pe- oh, I think that Bethany said it. I think she said like you weren't happy. Or you told me I needed to, like, oh. be nicer or something. Like, Yeah, because that was a bad look. Yeah, she was so mean. And it was also, like, she... It was She gross. was like, you slept with everybody. And I was like, Bethany, like, get a better... Like, yeah. cut someone down in a better way than that. 100%. So, I think that Bravo... I think everybody knows that Bethany came back and, like, is mean and, like, is a bully. And I think that what made her endearing before, even if she had the same personality and was mean and a bully, it was that, like, she was scrappy and, like, wanted to do all these things right. and was the weakest in, like, in, like, the... Uh, whatever socialite scene of new york was not a socialite but now she's like not she's the most famous richest so like that doesn't now she's like has the most power so you can't be the meanest when like you know what i mean like sonia is the the underdog in this you know what i mean like sonia is the underdog on this season you know or whatever like in this cast because it can't be the person who you can't be the underdog and be like ah everybody's rooting for me but also i'm an asshole and i make the most money and i'm the most famous and i get to call the shots and like i get to film what i want but like you don't get to be that all of it 
even when she was trying to like defend Sonia her at that dinner, her way of doing it was saying to fucking Tinsley, you know, when you came back and you were like at the bottom, like nobody liked you, you had no friends, you had no money, you had no nothing. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, like you made this whole big deal about ignoring Carol's donation to your charity while you PS did nothing to support her marathon, which is insane. Um, and Tinsley gave you $10,000. Like Tinsley donated 10 which is stupid, by the way. I'm sorry. Like, that's too much money. Um, God bless charity. But, like, that, that felt to me like Tinsley doesn't know what she's doing. Like, Tinsley giving 5K to Sonia for, to Bergdorf is, like, that's just too much money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a lot. Ramona gave three. Yeah. Like, let's keep it real. But she knows that this person just contributed this enormous amount to her charity. And she's like, yeah, you had nobody. You were totally alone. You were at bottom, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, like... That's interesting. Really? That's an interesting like, point. I didn't really think about that. Don't you think that's like extra bad because you know that that person donated a crazy substantial amount of money. Meanwhile, you have in excess of allegedly a hundred million dollars and you can't give a dollar fifty to Carol's marathon yet. You're like degrading this cast member, not even friend, not even friend of me, whatever person, blonde, whatever, like little princess at your table who donated that kind of significant dinero to your charity and you can't even it was so interesting to me that she was immediately defending Sonia who yeah like I do think that Carol and Tinsley were mean girling a little bit I do understand Sonia's perspective of like I helped in some way with like stabilizing her return to New York I get it a little even though Sonia is to blame for bad mouthing her yeah. for weeks on end like they they both fucked up in that sense but then to just be I just didn't understand Bethany's perspective in all of it or her actions rather so I think what uh what I think is really interesting about this the way the season is unfolding so far well one the blog the way the blogs play into it is interesting because I feel like those are vetted through Bravo because they go on the Bravo's website. Are they vetted or are they published? Like, how much freedom do the women get? I think my... Under- I feel like they get a lot. I think that my understanding is that they have to get vetted to make sure that they don't, like, blame production too much or, like, give or reveal too much, like, behind-the-scenes tea. Oh, so totally. So, that said, I feel like Carol... Carol talked about pretty openly about Bethany like doing things to make good TV and doing things like to get a spinoff and doing things because like she's a reality star and I was like oh that's interesting like they're not editing that stuff out for her or like telling her she can't write that it makes me just wonder what the reunion will hold like it feels like as things are based on what I've seen which is just what's what everyone has seen yeah um is that like it is gonna be everyone versus Bethany I mean, I don't know. I guess everybody else is at odds with Bethany, but it seems like in the real world, none of them are really friends with Bethany in the real except world, Carol, and I yeah. feel like now she's not. So I feel like it is going to be everybody against Bethany. I don't know that it's going to be everybody outright against Bethany. I do know that in the teaser for next week, <laughs> Carol brings up that Bethany called Luann a loser, and Luann like... <laughs> It's so cool. I love it. It's so cool. I'm like super into it. I watched that teaser like four times. Because she's like, she's like, if I'm a loser, then and like, like she just loses her shit. But I do. I think that you're right in the sense that I think, I think behind the scenes, it's going to be everybody versus Bethany. I don't know that anyone can go up against her though directly as succinctly and powerfully as Carol can. And. I think the reunion's going to be insane. I think that this is one of the best seasons of all time for any franchise. I stand behind that. I put this up almost as close to um, season three of New York, and we haven't even gotten to Columbia, where they, the production almost, like, killed the women. Like, there's, Luann hasn't even gotten arrested yet. Like, 
there is so much happening that even though this week was like kind of super dumb and Dorinda even admitted it by being like, I'm the killer. Let's have salad. Like it was like the weirdest. They were setting it up to be like a full night and she's like, it's me. Oh my God. Let me get the shams that I bought myself. Um, that I do think this season has been magical. And I also think it's been magical because it really, to me, feels like a full circle moment because Bethany won the hearts and minds of America season three when Jill made a series of bad decisions and just assumed that because she was like the queen of New York that everyone, both her castmates and the audience, would rally around her. And she made a series of terribly calculated mistakes, like miscalculated mistakes. And Bethany is doing the exact same thing, which also... Also, by the way, makes me think that there is no reason why Jill wouldn't be back next season. I was just going to say, this is like, this is the time. I mean, I want to believe that like when someone's, when your husband dies, that like people, you know, forget people, people let things go. Like also, and also being on reality TV, as we saw from Tamara and Shannon forgiving Vicky that like you, like, I think that I think Bethany is smarter now because she knows what reality TV is in a more, in a more, in a bigger picture way, because that was like nine years ago. Right. So I think that she also knows like, yeah, like what Jill did was stupid and I'll never be real. Like, we're never going to be like actual, but I need an ally, but also like we can be friends on television because like, I respect her as a businesswoman and like, she had my back in the beginning of my career and I need an ally on the show now. And like, anyway, I want to believe that their friendship and like them being back in touch is genuine because of Bobby died. And that's a real life thing. But I also think that like Bethany now as she's watching like the blogs happen and watching the show and seeing the confessional that she has, there has to be a part of her that's like, this is the smart decision is to bring back somebody that people want to see me back with because I also have no, like I can't stay on this show and keep myself afloat. I need to fix my reputation. A hundred percent. I think that's the way that she's going to get isolated is if she, I think because, Carol's and also, winning be, And this. also because she knows that. At least now, Jill has like pretty like kosher relationships with Dorinda and Luann and Ramona yeah. because of like just like real life slash early seasons. Right. So she knows that like that would they could bring her back on the show in a way that wouldn't feel gross. It wouldn't be like oh, you know. I don't know. I mean, it makes me excited for what is to come. Also, I'm like ha- nervous about it. I like feel we also nervous. Don't know about what's it. going on with Jill's. Like Jill has Bobby hasn't passed away on the show yet. Louis oh my god, Bobby, Bobby hasn't like, died gonna, yet. Like that's going to happen on the show also. So like we, there's just a lot to, still to come. I could totally see Luann coming back, Carol staying, Bethany staying, and then I, I just said Luann coming back. Jill coming back, Carol staying, Bethany staying, and then Jill going to fucking town on Carol next season because I think Jill knows that she like sort of is going to oh bethany something like i think there's going to be like an unspoken rule where they're going to be allies together and form an alliance and survivor style and jill understands that her only way to survive is to fight bethany's battles for her question do you think okay so carol had duffy who used to be i think an mtv vj karen duffy yeah on the show Duff. to like sell from like the 80s for her or book, whatever for her book or whatever about like being in pain and i was like oh Duffy? Do you think that Duff will be like? Do you think this is like a friend of that? So that Carol is like introducing another world of her real friends, so that that way she also can like get a person on. Yeah, like I mean, what if what if they brought? What if Carol needed you know, or Heather Thompson came back? If Heather Thompson and Carol were on the same season as Jill and Beth, Bethany, um, Sarah's mouth just opened. <laughs> Okay, first off, I'm dying. So Karen Duffy, I don't think would ever come back because she. Ooh, the lights just dimmed. You don't How think she fun. would ever come to on the show? I don't think she would ever come on the show. I, I don't think she's enough of a character. I think she's a genuine, real person who wrote like a genuine, real memoir of dealing with like pain and stuff, like being sick and stuff. And I think that 
Carol had her on the show because Duff is like a genuine good friend of hers. She wanted to bring attention to the book and she's enough of a sort of sparkly face in New York where that is interesting to production, but I don't think that they're considering Duff at all. I do think, and I did ask Heather Thompson after we recorded, I was like, would you come back? And she was like, never say never. Like she keeps in touch with people from Bravo. I think it would be, I can't put into, here's what I think will actually happen. I think Jill will come back next season. As a friend of? Friend of. They're talking about Heather every 30 seconds right now in a way that is actually unexpected for me. It's like the, they're talking about Sammy on Jersey Shore re- reunion, which I'm not I sure if you're watching. Watched. Oh, it's sick. So it's exceeded every expectation. It's Shut so excellent. Up. But they keep talking about her constantly. And I was like, if Sammy I. Sammy Sweetheart? Yeah. And if I'm her and I didn't come back, I would be like, oh, okay, I'm coming back next season because I need to clear. Like, I need to be able to speak. But also, you might as well get paid. Like, yes. that's the thing. People think that if they're not going on the reality TV show, it's like they're getting their freedom. People are still going to talk about you. So you might as well get a check for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you can at least help with potentially crafting a narrative, whether or not that actually gets shown by the editors. Like, who's to say? I think that I think that Jill will come back as at least a friend of next season. I think she would accept anything at this point. And then I think maybe this season after Heather would come back. I think Heather's open to it. But I also think that Heather's like... I mean, I hate to say it, but I like think that Heather's really smart, and I don't know that she wants to put herself through this. I don't know that she needs it as much for business because she already was on the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and I think I that, don't know um, that she needs it, but I think it would be a fucking. I don't know who would win. Well, I 100 percent think it would be Heather and Carol. Heather and Carol would win times a million, but I think that Bethany and Jill would play dirty, and I I, I need Bethany to and see Jill that. Would win for like television, but I think like yes, in a smart world for morality, like the, like the other, like the other, yes. Like Meanwhile, the other. Carol's winning every poll, so I don't know. Um, on watch what happens. But what I was going to ask you in regarding uh, them coming back, Heather coming back. Oh, I was just. I know she's your friend now, but I think that Beth. I mean, <laughs> Heather needed to leave because. She realized that Bethany was back and, like, they sort of operated the same position in the group. But also, like, if you're Heather and Bethany comes back and she's sort of, like, this quote-unquote fan favorite and she's, like, an unreturning OG and she's operating the same position as you as far as, like, getting to be the smart person among all of the crazies, I feel like if you're Heather, you're like, I'm going to bow out respectfully before it gets dirty because like i don't want to go toe-to-toe with bethany and her drag me on television because like i'm a smart person and a businesswoman and like don't need my like dirty laundry aired like that so like why would bethany i mean why would heather come back because she and bethany are just like but i think that at that point when bethany came back bethany went out of her way to sort of humiliate and just kind of attack heather because she she didn't understand heather like they just never understood each other from the jump and so when heather was like trying to get to know bethany in an emotional way and bethany's like i am too fucked up right now with with the divorce and with custody and everything you can't you gotta like step off like we have to just be like superficial like i don't want to talk to you about like why i can't eat seafood i don't want to talk to you about like the bleeding or whatever like just take a step away and i think heather felt like well for me a genuine friendship is having those kinds of discussions so if you don't want to have that and you're freaking out on this like why am yeah i think it's exactly what you're saying like why am i here i think the change would be that if heather's paying attention to the show right now she sees that bethany isn't in a presumed position of power anymore like i know that there are people that are diehard i i compare to tree huggers because i know that there are people that are diehard bethany fans i was one of them you know this for a very long period of time but i feel like at the at a certain point in the day you gotta kind of look but I think it's different. I don't think that Bethany fans are like Teresa fans. I feel like Bethany fans are like Nene and Vanderpump fans, which is sort of like the show would be nothing without them. But the show, yeah, I was going to say, but the show went on without her, but it like wasn't great. 
I mean, um, I don't know. I liked the seasons with once Morocco. The season with um, Bethany left, and then there was a weird season with Cindy Barshop and yeah, season four, Jill and Kelly Alex, Lauren. right? And like, yep. it was like, and I kind of watched the season, and then yeah. they cleaned house. Yep, five and six, and then the following season was Aviva, Carol, and Heather. Right. And I thought that season was decent. Like I, I like writer girl. I liked the I like yeah. I thought that was a good season, and I liked the addition of those three women. Not really. Aviva is like less of a human, but Carolyn and Heather seemed like real cooler New Yorkers than the other women. So it was like a fun balance of like sort of like human beings who live in New York and have like successful lives, and then like these like caricatures of like aristocrats in New York. Aviva was like was like Jill at her absolute worst. Uh, Aviva walking in the door like 100% was so desperate was so needing to be on the show was so needy was so like everything times a million and also felt like she should be respected like the queen that she has been told by her husband that she is and I just think she was like a flop but she was great I mean like the whole ghostwriter it's like we're talking about like Truman Capote at a reunion like what is actually happening only in New York can that happen where she's like so and so didn't write Harper Lee didn't write To Kill a Mockingbird Truman Capote it's like who's gonna bring that up at a a reunion is that for somebody in New York it's so cool though it's like (laughs) super cool I also have heard that Carol maybe didn't really write her book so like I think which one the one about her dead husband um she had a one before that right no, the one that everybody loved. What's the one that with the the one that Kennedy the one guy. Aviva guys? Accused, I don't read the one who Aviva accused her of uh, ghostwriting. I heard she may be ghostwriter. Right, right. Yeah, the one about her dead dead hubs. Oh yeah, sorry. But her blogs are rest in peace. But her blogs are amazing. Like Carol's blogs, whoever is writing them, are great, and so are her tweets. So, I mean, like, people are saying that about, remember the season where Luann was, like, being really, really, really sassy online, and it was because she had, like, a new social, social media manager <laughs> who was, like, giving zero fucks? Like, I love her so much. I can't, I've had, how many, I've had a couple different guests in the last couple of week who I've, weeks who I've asked, like, what's your, who's your favorite housewife? And T. Kyle and, uh, no, not, not Brian, but T. Kyle and um, Richard J. Alexander both said that Luann was their favorite housewife of any franchise. Um, I think she's really great because it's like you it's maybe the one housewife i'm trying to think if this is a correct statement we've seen like a full evolution i mean i think bethany also but i think i think bethany actually also but i think that the difference is that um luann went from being sort of like a caricature of this countess etiquette to being like oh you're like a a broad who's like a boozy broad who like gets like loves to party and we've seen you at your lowest and we've seen you bounce back and we've seen you like be a terrible friend but like be a good friend and like be pro positive sex and like all of these things that like she never would have been in the beginning and i think bethany we've also seen that evolution but it's like the opposite of which is like seeing somebody who's like really scrappy and will fight to like be for success get so successful and and be really mean but i feel like yeah i understand why people would say that about luann you know i would say candy barres because i just think that she's like the most real person i don't think she's doing anything for cameras Literally don't think she's doing anything for television. And you went to OLG to pay respect when I sure you were did. in Atlanta. Tell us all about it. How was the food? Oh, God, it was... Um, I mean, the food was, like, fine. It wasn't... Oh, I've, I've never, really? I've never... E- I mean, I didn't Mama ha- Joyce didn't bring it in the kitchen? I know no one was there. I guess because Candy was in Chicago here in New York when I was in Atlanta, so... Nobody, because my understanding is that a lot of the family is often there, but I think that they were like... Are they cooking? No, no, no. They have a chef, but it's based on their recipes. I think that's correct. But, um, yeah, like, none of the... I didn't see any of the aunts or her mom, but I think that Todd and Candy were living here at the time because Candy was on Broadway. So I didn't see anybody, but um, I didn't eat, like, a full meal. I got, like, a couple appetizers. What did you get? I got... The collard greens, which were pretty tasty. I've never had them before. Oh, they're delicious. It's like spinach, right? No. It's, a, it's like a lettuce. It's it's a green. It's a green. It's okay, a green. got it. Into it. Um, so that was yummy. And then I got like some sort of like 
battered shrimp that were fine. Like, it wasn't, like, amazing, but it was, like, you know, it wasn't was bad. Was it, like, passable southern food, or did you feel like you were in, like, a Planet Hollywood, but it was, like, Planet Real Housewives of Atlanta Maybe that a little family. bit. Like, I, I've heard, um, I've never, never been to, what is Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant called? Sir Pump Villa Blanca. Sir, I've heard people who have like, gone to Sir and Pump who have said, like, the food is, like, not good. It's sort of like being in a Planet Hollywood Beverly Hills housewife. I've never eaten there, so I can't say for the, the same, but I've heard that it's not great. But it's not, like gross it's like not good and i feel like that's where i was like oh like this margarita is good and these greens are decent and this shrimp is like holly planet hollywood but like i've also had worse food so so here's my thing i'm going to la next week so i obviously need to go to see you next tuesday oh, you yeah. watch vanderpump rules right I do, yeah um need to go to see you next tuesday which i was like what day of the week is that i'm a ne- i'm a mess tuesday it's tuesday um I want to go to pump a hundred percent because I've, st- I stepped in pump, but I didn't drink anything when I was in LA a couple years ago and it was like gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But, I, and so I've heard like pump is like super sassy, fabulous. Sir is what it is, but like there's, li- it's like literally frozen food. Yeah. Like it's frozen supermarket food, which yeah. is not terrific. But honestly, like the design looks really cool. I like I want to go like to Tom mach- Tom's, but I don't think it's open yet. I think they're just like machines. And I think that like n- they're going to do good business because they are like a destination for people who are fans of these shows. A hundred percent. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to order like, a water. I mean, like, I think it's interesting. Like if Bethany opened a skinny girl restaurant here, like you and I would probably go. I mean, I was considering buying skinny girl granny panties yesterday at TJ Maxx. Oh, I saw when that I on your like, Instagram story. When I was like, <laughs> When I was PS, I'm like thinking about making my Instagram public. I was just like say, not you really sure should about let people have seen that Instagram story who were fans of Housewives who would listen to this podcast. Um, but like, <laughs> Guys, would go okay, to I'll do it. I'll make it public. I'll make it. Dame Galley. I'm going to brunch um, later later today, and I had suggested Kenya Moore's husband's restaurant because like, <gasps> I've actually heard it's quite good. And so I was like, "Do you guys want to go to Brooklyn?" And everyone said no. But what part of Brooklyn is it in? Like fun Brooklyn? Cl- I think it's in Clinton Hill, which I think it's pretty gorgeous. Yeah. And I, oh, Damien, I would totally go with you. I can't eat anything, but I would supervise. We should go. I would 100 percent go because I heard it's good and i would love to try it out what kind of food is it i think it's sort of like american like southern South i think it's like Amer- so, I think you it's know what like, i'm saying yeah i, think, it, I like, think i think it's like soul food southern yeah, yeah, that's Amer- what I meant. american okay. south like south i don't know i didn't look okay. at the menu but i like read a couple re- reviews so yeah um i'm into going to these places even though i'm a new yorker and think i have like a decent like i have good taste but i would also still try something garbage because of like for the experience do you think he'll be there what's his name mark I don't know. I don't know, like, what the deal is with him. Do you think that Kenya will come back? For, do, ba- okay. Do you think that Kenya will come Ste- back, or do we think that Kenya will be fired? Steering steering this ship a little like, bit. Like, she'll be allowed. Where yeah. do you think the um, Atlanta, who do you think will return after the, that, like, explosive reunion? <sighs> because I think that they know, I think because of the addition of, like, Shamia and Marlo and Eva, they knew they were, and, like, Kim, like, they were trying to do something this season, and it didn't work. But, like, they know that they need to shake up the cast for next season. Do you think that all of the, like, the real official housewives will come back for next season? Well, um... I obviously Kim is has been voted off the island. Um, Nini one hundred percent is coming back. Candy one hundred percent is coming back. Sheree allegedly has been fired, which I think is completely ridiculous. I one hundred percent think she should stay in the cast. Kenya, I think, deserves to come back, but needs to figure out something in her personal life because I don't think she has enough power. It's not like Beth. Like the thing with Bethany is that Bethany doesn't have a choice 
but to exclude her family from this by like court order, Kenya is choosing not to do this. So I don't know. I don't know what Bravo is going to say. Also, Kenya's not Nini, so she doesn't have the same sort of like. She doesn't have the power. She can't be like, I'll show my husband in like two scenes, and it he'll be at a party in the background. Like she, like Kenya needs to show more of that relationship if that's her storyline. Like Greg isn't Nini's storyline, so she could get away with that. But you know? Greg has been Nini's storyline. Like they got yes, went true. through a divorce on TV. They also got remarried on TV. Like. Nini was willing to put all of that on camera. Kenya does not want to get divorced, but Kenya is also married to someone who doesn't want to be on TV and also sort of judges the fact that she is. So I don't know. I, I mean, like you're asking me a very straightforward question. And I think I personally think that Kenya absolutely should come back. I don't know that she the, will. I think the I way that the I don't women, know if they will allow her to. I think the way the women rallied around her allegedly, like I, apparently I read some comments somewhere. Versus, it was all versus Kim. Yeah. That like the women rallied around Kenya to sort of like defend Kenya against Kim yeah, trying 100%. to take her down this season. So I, maybe that makes me think. Also, like I, I, every season, I think that Portia and/or Cynthia is going to get fired. How and are they I still keep, on the show? I mean, it I, doesn't I, make I think sense. That Portia to me. redeemed herself a little bit by the reunion, so I don't know. I feel like how so? I thought the way she like shot Sheree down and sort of called Sheree out for being yeah. messy and a bone collector, and also like kind of calling everybody else out. But like she is dating somebody who's in prison and can't show any part of her personal life. So like, right. so I thought that um, the Portia sort of bounced back in some ways and like seemed and was like had a lot of funny one-liners at the reunion yeah. which i'm always into yeah i don't know i think eva will full-time would be a full-time housewife because eva deserves she it. had a baby um in the break or she yeah. had a baby like right after the reunion and right. also she's engaged to a mayoral candidate in atlanta yeah atlanta. so Who like lost but like is great it's like a real person yeah. in atlanta though so i feel like it gives her cachet in a way that's not like he's willing to be on television and he's a real person so it's like it's not like he's a like He's a real person in Atlanta, which makes her more interesting. I Did think. we see him on the show? I know they referenced. He was him a at lot. the Halloween party. Okay. I think that was the first time we like saw him. Saw him. And what do you think about Fifty Cent? Fifty One Cent? Fifty Two Cent? Um, I'm sort of tired of her. I think like I think that sometimes people need to leave so that like they realize like what their lives are without the show, and then they need to like and what like how to how do you live life without being on the television show, so that the show like comes back to you. And I think that like that's what I think like. Portia and Cynthia are both I'm like what am I watching like I'm watching like like Portia's storyline was about being a baby vegan yeah and Cynthia's storyline was like about dating a handsome actor who was maybe using her which is like who is 100% using her yeah which I like is fine but was bored like it just none of it felt real and like she doesn't offer enough in like the way that like Sonya might also date people just for television to be funny but like she also offers like a certain sort of like sense of humor and comic timing that like none of the other women do like Cynthia the thing that Cynthia adds to the show is I think is like a level of like quote-unquote class and like she's pretty and I think that she's like different than the other women in that way but like also like she also like kicked Portia in the stomach so she's like not that classy do you think that Sheree is 100 percent fired kind of do i usually think what? that those i, I usually think that those so like, stories and people or us weekly are usually turn out to be true i mean they also announced that phaedra was fired like a day after the reunion they did so. the same thing with sheree yeah, i so was I like did like sheree like do true. something or is it because of sheree just so closely aligned herself with kim and made a bad bet i, I think what i read was that it had something to do with like that they can't follow her storyline with tyrone because he's in prison like he's not gonna get out i remember they said like oh he's like another eight years or something oh right that it was like an appeal was pending or yeah whatever. so i feel like part of it is just like if that's who do we care about tyrone well i think that people they want to feel and i don't know i don't work for bravo and i don't work for the production house that makes the show but i feel like they probably want each woman to have like a life that's existing without without that's not totally rooted in the drama of the group of women 
that just makes me feel. Do you not agree? I don't know. I don't. I just. It makes me kind of because I. I just. I kind of die for Sheree, and I really do. And I think that she will play in the mud with if Kim is like totally gone, which 100 percent she is. Rest in peace. And I don't want. Her, I don't want Sheree to be gone. I would be okay with Sheree being a friend of, but I don't like the idea of her just being flat out fired because I think bringing her back was so smart. And I think she can still get into it with like Kenya and whomever. I think that maybe she and Nini or whatever they are, but they could still like be a little messy with each other. I think that Sheree can be interesting. I think that Sheree really held back a lot and she decided to just really align herself with Kim and I can't say enough what a bad call that was. It just was. I mean, it might be smart Even to in- bring her back if they're because of the way that the alliances fell that like going into next season that can be the start of the drama is like is that Sheree sort of betrayed everybody else in the group by aligning herself with this person who then because it's going to otherwise it's like if they fired Portia. Right. Last season, after yeah. they fired Phaedra, it's like they needed Portia to come back so that they to like bring in drama from the previous season. So Which was they, actually very smart. I didn't understand it at the time. Well, but I, was I think sick it was of smart. hearing about it by the end of the season, right. but I also understood why they did it now in hindsight, like because they felt like they needed to have some carryover from like what was ha- where were the relationships left they left off. You know what's interesting? You just referenced like how the women can talk about how she, um, you know, like made bad choices with Kim or whatever, and how she disrespected the other women by um siding with kim but also like that scene in the bathroom wasn't wasn't great when she was just like fucking quiet as shit when kim was like yeah i'm a white woman bow down to me like don't you understand what i've been put through by like these other people like she didn't in any way when kim is like racism isn't a thing like twitter created i mean i i what kim was referencing was like people your your actions can become viral more quickly but yeah i think also, social like, media wasn't a thing in the early days of the housewives the way that it is now and also we live in it like a racist administration right now. so, like, so it, everyone's it looking means, at it yeah, it all means different things now there's like different there's different weight behind something that might like go viral that's taken out of context or whatever right. i don't know but i mean i don't want i'm not defending her i just no. i don't but i don't really understand her argument but andy almost sort of inadvertently defended her recently he's yeah. like the women ganged up on her or whatever and i was like sweetie like what it, you've experienced a reunion you've hosted every single one of them yeah i guess he just felt like there was no like no no one was talking everyone was just yelling and that he should have like walked off stage that's what i heard him say but i felt also like nini at some points was actually trying to talk to kim like she's like kim you did say stuff like she would look at kim in a way where she wasn't actually yelling or screaming at her she was like you need to understand that you can't just say you didn't say something when you said it. Like, I think Nini was actually open to having a little bit of something. And it was Kim's fault. Like, it was Kim's fault that people were ganging up against her because Kim said that shit during that season. Kim's whole entire season was about antagonizing people. And then at the reunion, she wouldn't own up to any of it. So if Kim felt, so if Andy felt like there was no conversation, I don't think that's Kim's fault. I think that's... I, I mean, I, I don't think that's the other women's fault. I think that's Kim's. Sure. Yeah. Which I thought was, like, super dumb. Um, I don't know. Do you think Marlo and Shamia? I couldn't care less about Shamia. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't care about Shamia. I, I'm into Marlo, but I also wonder, like, what is her... I don't, I don't know what her real life is, like, outside of the show, because she is such, like, a character. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she does add something because she's willing to sort of, like... Like, she's willing to go low. She's willing to get dirty. She's willing to bring up, like, things. So, I don't know. I think maybe. Maybe I would be interested to see what she brings as a full-time cast member. I, I mean, think- when she was drunk at somebody's at Portia's house and she was, like, talking about 
going to visit her cousin like the nursing home and like it was just so funny to me because i was like this is ridiculous like <laughs> she adds an element of like absurdity that like atlanta doesn't always have yeah like, she's like true. kind of like on a different planet like in the way that like sonia or ramona are 100 um so wait i needed to steer the ship also though to talk about potomac because i feel like <laughs> you're not talking about it enough and like i don't really quite understand like what is nobody really watches it and then it puts me in a weird spot where i feel like i have to depend defend potomac a lot but it's like i'm t- it's like i watch potomac and i like have fun in the moment but then i don't really think about it a lot after i think the season is Whereas really I think about new york amazing 24/7. yeah but i think that's i don't know i feel like people need to give potomac a chance i think it's i feel like people gave dallas a chance i feel like if they're giving dallas a chance they need to get potomac a chance not for season yeah dallas but they came back for sh- season two and they yeah, were like oh this is good is like and i feel like and this is what season three of potomac yeah and i think that potomac is like that's hitting its stride because so you are you watching it i watch every episode twice i mean like karen karen's like delusional state of um perfumery she's just insane and like she does not operate on the same planet that the rest of the people do so that is so fascinating to me then ashley like her ashley's like uh, money stuff with her mom like that's real it's like not like all of that stuff is real like karen's husband asking for her to get a divorce and like is that to protect her finances a hundred percent all is. of that is so wild and like the fact that that's coming out on television is like not good like the fact that he, like the fact that <laughs> that happened like sharice was like you told me something when you were drunk do you remember and oh my Karen god was like, Charisse. yeah sharice is doing the best she's like she's making Wait, sure that- what can i ask you a question did Charisse get fired after they filmed? Why is she a friend of when she's at I every bet, major convenience? I bet they just filmed everything and then decide. Like, I bet they decide, like, midway through, like, oh, who's going to be full-time. Because I felt like it's crazy that I, she's not full-time. And but. I feel like she probably just didn't get, made, get full-time, maybe because, like, of her drama with her husband or something. Oh, like, I ma- There was probably, her. obviously, some reason that she didn't get. Yeah. I feel like maybe I've read this somewhere or maybe I made it up in my brain. That, like, into it either. The way that they figure out, like, who gets to be, hold, like, a peach or a cherry blossom or whatever <laughs> is, like who has a storyline that's like beginning to end and if like someone doesn't have like their own but so like if you're just like a person who like shows up at events great but if they're not like if there's not stuff going on in your own personal life okay i get home but yeah she doesn't have anything going on there yeah her husband won't film because yeah like or whatever he like didn't know that she was like on the show (laughs) (laughs) you didn't know she was a thing Um, so like yeah and then like robin's like weird stuff with one is so so weird weird, but like fascinating and then there's um and then monique like getting drunk and like driving and then everyone calling her sobriety out is like i don't know by everyone you mean ashley i'm like very and also ashley is like so good at this show like here's the thing giselle and like karen and and robin and Sharice have like a real friendship yes. that like existed beyond the, before the show like yes. of, like many years yeah so like that is super compelling when people have a history then ashley is dropped into this as like a person who's like 10 years younger than everybody and is like oh i get how this show works like i'm the smart like i'm the smart one i will just like tell everybody's business she's a thought with thoughts i like very into her but then she also has like her own drama like with her older husband and his and like her husband and her mom being at odds which is like sad to me but also like very compelling and then giselle like her makeup line is like now gonna be in target like that's a big deal like that's money so like good for like i actually like i was shocked to hear that i was like oh my god but i feel like more power to her and so so i'm like very taken by this season i think it's excellent the new edition woman is annoying but i'm not sure i'm not sure candace i'm still on the fence about her i feel very strange about her fiance i do not understand the relationship a little bit I'm, even a little bit i'm really fascinated by i'm not sure if i like i'm into her or not like i'm not sure if she operates a thing that needed we needed i actually find myself into her and i don't totally understand why i think she she comes across as really smart but she has some real real like blind spots her mom the fact that she doesn't understand why people keep referencing her fiance's dick when she herself is the one that brought it up like six to nine times. Um, wait, I have so many questions for you. So 
What did you think about Monique versus Ashley? Whose fault was it that Monique chose to drive drunk? And Ashley, like, referenced it. What do you think about the whole situation? I guess I just want to know the reality of, like, what happened. Because I think that saying somebody had, like, five martinis and drove drunk and got in an accident is bad. But also, like, if you drank a lot of martinis and – but if you had, like, a martini at lunch and drove – but I, also the circumstances of the accident weren't, like, somebody hit her. or that she, she drove into a tree or whatever. Right, which is pretty bad. So I feel like it's not Ashley's fault for saying what happened. Um, it's Monique's fault for drinking and driving, of course. So Ashley went on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy was, like, asking her – or a viewer was asking her whatever, and she's like, yeah, like, I thought she had too much to drink. I also thought I had too much to drink. She said she got into her car. She had five or six beers or something. She got into her car and had to wait 20 or 30 minutes before she felt like she was okay to drive. Which, like, by the way, guys, Call like – Uber, what is the deal? Well, I don't understand. Like, I, I, they allegedly – they film in Potomac and not Virginia. Like, you, there are Ubers and Uber pools and Lyft lines and maybe even Vias if you're lucky over there. If you're thinking to yourself, am I too drunk to drive – you are a hundred percent too drunk to drive. If you th- have to sit in your car, it made Ashley look like a fuck up too. If you have to sit in your car for twenty minutes to think you can fucking sober up by like staring at your like steering wheel, call what? What is the problem? You're too lazy to pick up your car the next day. Like, what the fuck are you doing? So I think that they were too drunk to drive. And Monique's storyline this year is, I die for Monique. I think she's I love her. fantastic. But I think there's this weird thing of, like, her being, like, genuinely exhausted, but also genuinely interested in her idea of relaxing is drinking a fucking ton of booze and kikiing. <laughs> but, like, the first element there is very, very important to the second. Yeah. And she wants to get on a, like, party bus and have, like, a fucking I mean, bottle I'm into of it, but whatever. You just, I just don't drive. Like, I'm into it. I'm into it, but also, like, she sounds exhausted. Maybe she needs a solo trip and, like, spa day yeah, but and I maybe mean, not, like, turning I, it up. But but whatever. I mean, whatever. Liter- literally everybody in New York is an alcoholic. So, like, let's not – I mean, I think a little bit that's, like, Dorinda – people are like, Dorinda, you have a drinking problem. It's like, no shit. So does Ramona, um, no, Luann. It's like, how do Bethany, I yeah. – like, literally no, everybody. Literally everybody. Carol walked into the Berkshires and was, like, talking to Tinsley, and she was like, I'm going to have – I'm going to just do a bunch of tequila so I can talk to Bethany. It's like, cool. So, like, we're just acknowledging <laughs> that you're all wasted all the time. No, you're so totally I, right. I think that there is like this thing where we qualify it's like she got caught because she drove, drove drunk which monique is, like 100% is using it to, my thing is that, my thing is that i don't think monique drinks all day every day monique is drinking to cope and so i just want to hear more about the coping and like how other but i also die i'm obsessed with monique's husband chris i think he's like the light of my I mean, life i, think I have such a crush on I'm, him i think they have a great marriage i think she was like a really excellent addition to the cast 100% because perfect. she's like she's perfect. actually rich she's beautiful and they have a great like marriage so i'm into all of that i'm sad that her storyline though is like that she seems like she might have a drinking problem do you think ashley was wrong to reference it or what i got <laughs> i feel very weird about all i mean of it. i think it's weird. it was monique's decision to get in the car i think it's weird considering like i really do think about it how like dorinda's clearly had a drinking problem and now suddenly it's a storyline of like you have a drinking problem and it's like well she's had a drinking problem since she joined the cast like she, her thing of like slurring and like it was funny when she couldn't say snl at the halloween party and was like like, L- like that was funny that was funny and now suddenly she has a drinking problem but it's like she's been like this since her first season yeah 100 so like a little bit i think it's i think you need to know when you say when you say that someone has a drinking problem or an alcoholic it's like when kyle got weird when teddy somebody said that dorit drank too much camille maybe like i don't know if she like she's always talking so wildly Did, i don't because she called um, when she called camille a, a cunt, cunt she okay. was camille was saying at lunch with teddy and um kyle like maybe she's just always like drinking and like that's like why she's always so free to speak like her mind and kyle was like well be careful what you say 
And I think that they call, out, talked about it at the reunion, and Kyle was like, I just, I don't, like, when Timlin drinks to have fun, I don't want to, like, say that they have a problem. Oh, but that's because of Because of my, yes. Yeah. And I think that, like. That took me a second. There, but I think there is consequences to, like, bringing that stuff up on television, because yeah. now people will be like, Monique's a bad mom, Monique is, like, a, an alcoholic, she's a drug. Oh, I didn't think about the mom thing. So, like, there is this stuff that, like, you will have a reputation, it affects yeah. your business, it affects your reputation, mm-hmm. but also, like, if you didn't do it, it also wouldn't be a thing. So, like, I get both sides of it, like. If Ashley's like thinks it's being funny in the moment to be like you had too much to drink, no wonder you hit like a pole. Good thing you're okay. It's like, uh, yeah, like no. yeah. I think it was dangerous to reference it, but I it's also, also think the she reality, wasn't right? That's, That's the, the thing. difficult thing. So, and I think that it's one of those things where like Monique is probably figuring that out as she's watching it, which is like this is my storyline, and I didn't really know it because now I'm seeing what everyone's saying by my back, and I'm seeing like Ashley's confessional. Like Ashley got a text. Did Ashley get the text message from Monique? Like while she was doing filming, a confessional, right? yeah, yeah, which was so crazy. Yeah, it wasn't great. I but it okay. It's like okay, I need to admit that Potomac is magical. What do you think about Karen and um, Black broke Bill Gates? Um, Has he divorced? been on the show yet? This season? this season? I don't feel like I've mm, seen him. I don't. Th- Wait, why do but I Giselle feel like I remember say someone pol- saying that they were okay supporting him? Like, we'll support you. Giselle said like she Michael did- said, oh, maybe that was last season. Oh, you're right. Right? Didn't it was at the Michael- party and Michael was like, we're here for you guys. And Karen was like, not Indian. into it. And Karen was like, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, thanks. We're fine. And I was like, oh, he was just trying to be kind. And like, he was like, clearly like, had been drinking and was like a little lubricated. And was like, I just want you guys to know, like, we're here for you in a real way. And yes. she was like, uh-huh, thank you. We're fine. We're perfect. We've never filed together. Which also Which, is wild. Like, I don't understand how you're not into the show. It's I'm Karen, dying. Karen is a cartoon. Wait, no, I do love it. I feel weird about loving it because it's so hard to find people who love Potomac. So I'm not used to talking about it. But I watch it. I watch it religiously. Obviously, I do. So do you think that he asked her for a drink? Here's the whole thing. That scene when they were recording behind the... Um, the like hotel room door or whatever and it just was kind of amazing to me because there were points where karen was like talking at regular volume and she's like we blah 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 and then she would start to whisper so that it wouldn't be caught on a microphone and then she'd be like yeah yeah, yeah. so, so like wait totally i don't remember, what, what, when they, were they behind a door after the um after the dinner or whatever they went back to karen or giselle's hotel room and karen and giselle were talking about the divorce thing and karen's like so it happened when and then she just started whispering <laughs> yeah audible and she would just start raising oh, her well, voice i was confused I was like, are they still mic'd or was that like all picked up on a like a I think that they were still mic'd and she knew what she was doing and she just didn't want to get the facts out, but she wanted to like pretend to like own the conversation but also have a human moment, but knew what she didn't want to get caught. What I used to love about and I mean what, what I like love about the evolution of Potomac is that when the show started, it was like Karen and Giselle were both really good at being shady and they both like gave off this air of like I have money sort of in Potomac and like I'm the head bitch in charge. And now in season three, it's like Giselle is winning because she has a makeup line in Target yeah. and Karen's life is like exploded and she doesn't live in reality. Like, and like, it's like, wow, I don't know. I guess I sort of saw that coming, but also like Giselle is for sure the head bitch in charge on that show. But also Giselle's going through stuff with Shermsky, with Shermy Sherm, yeah. which is sort of weird. When I talked to her when they were, they were still filming this season when I talked to her, however long, I forget how long ago that was. I asked her if she and Sherm were still together and they were, and who knows if she was saying that because she didn't know what was happening or she didn't want to like announce that they'd broken up or whatever. It does make me sad though, because it does seem like there is some real disconnect happening between them and I don't understand. It was. You think it was because, like, the, it, again, like the show and like the mag, like and like the publicity was just too much for him. Like he was pulling a Mark Daly. 
Because wasn't that what she sort of she said? No, like, maybe that they were getting to the point where it was like you have to decide either if you're going to make a commitment or break up. Like at a certain point, I think when you're at that age too, like you know, late thirties plus, you gotta kind of figure out whether or not you're going to be in it to win it or go your separate ways. And also, she has three kids. She, yeah, she is on a reality show. That's obviously huge. He seems supportive of it. You know, he attended that reunion where he like smiles in the background or whatever, and the camera panned to him. I don't, I don't know that it's so much the pressure of the show. I think it might be the just the pressure of like, do we take the next step? Right? Don't you think? Yeah. It's not like that girl from season one was her name also Ashley, the one that only dated Jewish guys, and she had like Katie. baby Katie, and she had baby twins, and like she was pushing since the moment they met that they got married that they get married. It's not like that because Giselle is a normal grown ass woman, like. But I do think at a certain point, maybe they were sort of maybe that guy's ghost. It's terrible, even at any age. So maybe he just kind of felt like he wasn't in it or into it at that point. Or I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's made for TV. It feels like there's Mm -hmm. some real. I'm telling you, it's so good. It's like I feel like it's so good. And I feel like also it's they're still at a point where like the women are like giving everything. It's like I think when it's like season six, season 10, people will start to like be try to be like, I'm the star. So like you guys can follow the new like you can follow candace and her brown dicked husband but like <laughs> uh, i'm gonna like not show my relationship because like i don't want this but that to be on television what do you think about ashley and her mom so sad it's really real and really Michael. sad i like got really sad when i watched her be in therapy and she was talking about like you know mm. her living with her grandparents and her mom and i don't know if it's the same boyfriend but her mom like like put her with her family mm-hmm. um her grandparents while she like moved in with a boyfriend and then the therapist and she was like you know but that was like and she was like it was for a year though and then the therapist was like but well, when you're five though that's like mm. a huge chunk of your life to feel away and i was like oh fuck and it made me sad because i think like ashley really loves her mom and i think like is i think that the mom feels really like away about this all coming out on television of course but like that's real emotion there and then i don't like i, I get that like M- michael and ashley have maybe have a weird relationship like maybe there's daddy issues there like maybe like mm. there's a lot of question marks around their relationship but i think that he's really trying to be like we need to set a boundary like if we're gonna let like, be, if we're gonna work then like you need to set this boundary and i think ashley's like i'm gonna do everything for my mom but i think she's also like but also yeah you're right like if this if my husband's gonna leave me because of this then i need to actually be like a real person and like address that my mom is sort of maybe like is 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 using us the whole the whole it's so sad the whole dynamic with her mom actually made me respect michael a lot more because now i understand why he's like we it's not it's not like we can't support your mom because it's your mom it's like your mom is me is a a toxic person it seems like her mom is like super manipulative and ashley's getting manipulated by her mom and potentially also her husband and he's like we don't i don't want to support this woman who's with this really shady shitty guy why am i financially supporting two grown-ass people and her mom's excuse is to be like I hate your husband. It's not about the money, but it's a hundred percent about the money. Like she, her mom is yelling at her child. Cause she doesn't understand why her child's husband isn't calling her, not acknowledging that the reason that he's not returning her calls is related to the fact that they're in this really toxic dynamic where he's only been married to Ashley for like four years. I want to say it's like a dumb short amount of time. And in this amount of time, they have this horrible cycle where he feels like he has to support her mother and also this really crazy guy that she like met when he was living in a tent and is at least verbally abusive and her mom 
doesn't want to deal with the reality of that. Like, I think that her mom is in a terribly unstable relationship, but aside from that, also has her own shit. Like the conversation that she had with Ashley, where she's like, I've made a great decision. Um, I really want to have a new chapter in my life. And I actually thought she meant that she was saying that she was breaking up with her boyfriend. So I got really excited when they were having that like conversation in the kitchen, whatever I was like, Oh my God, like Ashley's mom is finally stepping up and whatever. And her mom's excuse was like, I'm going to travel. And Ashley's like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't have any money. And it, her mom has been living in a hotel. And she's like, I don't want your money, but I hate your husband. But, but I'm not willing to acknowledge my part in that. I thought that was so fucking sad. And I also feel like Ashley's in a position where she can't imagine a world in which she is setting and maintaining boundaries. And I think she thinks that she will have lost a relationship with her mother if that happens but i'm also thinking like you're gonna lose yourself too like it's not even about your marriage which has other problems there like we're not even talking about oz even if oz is like stabilized like that was a huge burden for you guys to get through but it just feels like she's in a lose-lose at this point because both of these people want things from her I personally side with her husband in this conversation, but she feels like if she sets up boundaries, her mom is not well enough to see that that's actually for the health of Ashley. You know, it's not only about making I, her husband happy. I think it's real drama. And I think that the other women, like I remember it was Giselle. It was like at a dinner then on a long table. And I think that it was like Giselle maybe who was like, like I think everybody was like, oh no, you have to like take care of your mom. And then like Ashley told the full story and everyone was like, yeah. yeah i think michael's right like you need to actually make sure like you guys aren't just like footing the bill for like somebody else's bad behavior right. and like watching your own relationship crumble in the process and i think that like seeing the other women be like because i think that i think ashley said it too like being like a mother-daughter relationship like in the black community is also like there's like this idea mm-hmm. of and, she, and how mm-hmm. she was like is going to take care of her mom because her mom mm-hmm. sacrificed so much for her but also like she's married to somebody who she loves and like wants this to work and he is the one who's like helping facilitate her mother's life with somebody that like they don't have a relationship with who isn't good to anybody. So like, yeah, I think that it's just, it is really fascinating. It's like a real, didn't Ashley get a text message also like in a scene from her mom that asked for like $500 and she was like, (gasps) yeah, she like got a text in the, like she was in a scene or something and she was like, and then she like said, like she like reads the text out loud and I was like, Ooh, not good. Like, not good at all. No, but, like, real. It's, like, not for television. Like, the mom's reaction is so real, it makes me sad because it's, like, heart to watch, but it's also, it's, like, heart-wrenching. I think I mixed that up with hard to watch. <laughs> I um, it. Yeah, oh so much, have, we been, have we been recording for three hours? We have a nine-hour recording. We're, like, perfectly on time. Um, guys, it was such a pleasure. Damien Bellino, love of my life. I could talk to you all day, and thank you for, um convincing me that potomac which i do genuinely enjoy is an enjoyable i think that i'm i I, you know i think at at this point in like this moment in time in 2018 whatever month we're in may june august i think mid-august that potomac and dallas and new york are like really proving themselves to be the strongest franchises like i mean we just came off that awful beverly hill season where like Dorit was terrible, but also, like, the mvp and like when Dorit and teddy are like the mvps for like the real low stakes drama like There's Eric, a like Eric, there. the best drama that was the reunion when it was watching Erica Jane like the show get bit in the ass by reality TV because she realized like now she's a she was a villain and she was mad because she was like I don't 
want to talk about anything. I have a migraine. And I was like, oh, that was like the best part was like watching Erica Jean like buckle under like that. But it was the best part in the fact that I was like super uncomfortable by it and in no way did entertained. Quit? Wait, did you guys talk about that on the podcast yet? Um, I talked about that with Brian sort of who um, Brian Moylan last week who understood and respected the critique that is coming Erica Jane's way. I do not think she's leaving. Erica went on the view, I think a week or so ago and said that she was staying or that she wasn't quitting or whatever. Um, Andy brought it up this week in a Watchmen happens live app with Kyle, where it felt super weird and shady where they were both acknowledging the migraine thing and Kyle and her new teeth, which are like a wavy line and very distracting. Wait, What did Kyle say about Erica? Kyle was like, yeah, the migraine thing. She wasn't herself, but I highly encourage guys. Um, Andy, scrolls listeners i highly encourage for your um homework this week to watch either a clip of it which you can do at bravo.com or the full episode of watch what happens live because it felt like kyle and both and andy were both referencing something but they neither of them wanted to say it out loud so andy was like yeah she said she had a migraine and kyle was like yeah she wasn't herself awkward smile like she just genuinely wasn't herself awkward smile a second time and it felt like they were both saying something, but nobody was saying it. So, like, I, like she was pilled out, or like I don't think or, it's just she was pilled out. I think that she was, or like I, she and Tom are going through a divorce, and that hasn't been revealed yet. I don't think it's because that's a, a rumor thing. also that like that they've been going through a divorce apparently. But like he also wasn't on the show once this whole season, right? Which is weird. And Which he like, hasn't read her book. He didn't read her fucking book. And that like, and when Andy asked her about that, she was like not defensive. It could be the divorce. I think it was. I keep thinking that it was that she's trying to negotiate something. I don't know that it, if it was a spinoff or her return and it wasn't going well and she was like disconnected as a choice. I think no matter what it was, whatever it was, it was bad. I, I think th- she's also surprised that like the fandom sort of sided with Teddy, Teddy in a lot of ways. Because I think that everyone sort of acknowledges that Teddy's like stupid and like didn't know what she was signing up for. But I think also like. Teddy is a human in a she's a person in a real way that like the audience can be like if I inserted myself into this group I would also not be ridiculous like these other women but also does she know what show she's on so I think that there's a part of like people that are is into Teddy and sees her point of view in the room in the group Erica Jane Bethany Erica Jane thought that she that because she had the power and Mm -hmm. she thought because she had the fandom behind her that she would win at this and that's just genuinely not enough when is Lisa Vanderpump gonna Bethany though she never has Nini has Erica has. What do you mean? When is Lisa Vanderpump going to make a bad call? Like when is when is it going to blow up in her face? Because it hasn't ever. Like I, every, I don't think every, it will, but I think she's dying a slow death by being on the show. I, I don't think that. I don't think because she what she does on on Vanderpump Rules is the exact same thing she does on Beverly Hills, but she's better. But but it, you, it, you, it's more palatable on Vanderpump Rules because she's not there. Like she should become a friend of on Van, on Housewives for a couple seasons to be like I'm going to keep my name on this show, but like. I'm going to, like, be on Vanderpump Rules. Well, she is the assumed boss of Beverly Hills, but people don't want to acknowledge it because it's also supposed to be about, quote-unquote, friendship. Mm-hmm. And on Vander, on I said Beverly Hills, right? And mm-hmm. on Vanderpump Rules, she is the actual yeah, boss. So totally. it, it works. And there are people that are 20 years, 30 years younger than her, however many, 900 years younger than her, on Vanderpump Rules that actually respect her and are nervous by her. And part of the show is them acknowledging their fear. And the fact that she is, a, I, think she, I think Lisa Vanderpump is entirely herself on Vanderpump Rules and is a small version of herself on Beverly Hills. And yeah. it can be exhausting on Ban- Beverly Hills and intoxicating on Vanderpump Rules. It's so fun on, t- on Vanderpump Rules because she is mom and she gets to be their boss and, get to, and also gets to walk away from the drama that she doesn't want to be a part of, but also gets to come in and be like the voice of reason or 
be a little bit shady and funny. But on Beverly Hills, it's like, you're not allowed to do this. Like, and that's like, she and I'm so sick of, it's like Tammy and Evelyn. Like, I don't want to hear Kyle and, oh, and Lisa Vanderpump talk. Basketball wives. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to hear Vanderpump and Kyle talk about their friendship anymore because what they're talking about is an understanding of who they are on the show. Like, 100%. they're not talking about a genuine friendship. They're talking about like, I'm the queen bee, and but you might have be the connector for all of. The, I mean, they are Jill and Bethany, right? Like Bethany was. I mean, uh, Kyle connected everybody on the show for yep. season one. She casted the show, basically cast the show. It's fine. And um, Vanderpump is the breakout star of the show. She's the more interesting, uh, over the top, regal one. They got her. Own I never s- thought about and, her in that way. And I think that that has made it hard for Kyle because she feels like Lisa's getting preferential treatment. Lisa gets to call the shots. Lisa does what she wants and doesn't do what she wants doesn't want to do. And Kyle is always seen as less than Kyle's and Kyle needs Kim to be interesting as seen this season. Like Kyle's the wealth is like the show became about they're just watching them be rich this season. But like, that's not interesting. Like you need people like Kim and Brandy who are not the same type of rich, which is why Teddy was a fun keyhole into it because she is the daughter of someone who is very rich and famous, but she obviously doesn't live that type of life or pretends like she doesn't. And that was interesting because, like, we needed somebody who wasn't just like, let's go to Morocco on a yacht. Damien, so good. Sorry, that's a lot of things. So juicy. We're going to continue. I'm, like, literally out of words. We're going to continue this, guys, on the after show video on TV Party. So download TV Party and our episode of Damien and myself looking gorgeous and not at all shiny um, is going to be up on TV party on Wednesday. Damien, such a pleasure. We're going to just keep talking because I feel like you just opened a little door and I want to step through it. Um, holla. Holla, guys. Um, die for you. I guess my Instagram, which has been private for however many years that I've had it, is going public. So follow me at Dame Galley because several housewives have expressed interest on in being on the show in the next couple of weeks, but they have questions about why I don't have engaged social media <laughs> so i'd love to hear from you so follow damien bellino on everything at damien bellino twitter right? instagram facebook grinder <laughs> and um uh scruff and right? scruff yeah okay love. thank you good job um mazel um and i'm um at sarah galley on everything but um instagram which you're about to look at um and enjoy my um insta stories of tinder and my instagram is dean galley which i totally forgot for a second okay guys die for you love you um tweet us let us know your thoughts damien um you're my one true love love you forever um come back tomorrow okay bye guys have a good week bye